0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the spiritual law of giving, as we pick up in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. In whatever measure you mete it out, it's going to be measured back to you again. Spiritual law. Here it is said in just a little different way, but the same spiritual truth. There are those who scatter, and yet they increase. You increase by giving. There are those who withhold more than is necessary, but it tends towards poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered himself. He that withholdeth corn from the people, or he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that sells it. He that diligently seeks good procureth favor, but he that seeks mischief, it will come to him. He that trusts in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubles his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. They that win souls are wise and shall shine as the stars forever and ever. I think it's In Daniel, he that winneth souls is wise and shall shine as the stars forever and ever. How God wants us to be winning souls for Jesus Christ. He that winneth souls is wise. It's a very wise occupation to give yourself to winning others to Jesus Christ. The fruit of the the righteous is a tree of life. He that winneth souls is wise. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth much more than the wicked and the sinner. Continuing the contrast between righteousness and wickedness on through the 12th chapter of the Proverbs. Whoso loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is brutish. And there's a lot in the Proverbs about instructing a wise man and he will, you know, love you, instruct a fool and he'll hate you and the fool hateth instruction, and so forth, and and the the value of loving instruction, uh, receiving instruction. A good man obtains favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will be condemned by God. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the... Root of the righteous shall not be moved A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband But she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones Now, to understand what the virtuous woman is about You'll have to turn to Proverbs 31 when you get home And read uh, the description of the virtuous woman She's a crown to her husband what a blessing a good woman is. How thankful we are for these marvelous wives God has given to us. or are a crown to her husband. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsel of the wicked is deceit. The words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are not, but the house of the righteous shall stand. That is much like the third verse. It says it in a little different way. A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised. He that is despised and hath a servant is better than he that honors himself and is lacking bread. That's a very interesting proverb. There are those which honor themselves, which, of course, there are much about that too. But he that is despised and has a servant, better off than the person who honors himself. A righteous man regards the life of his beast, kindness to animals, It's a sign of a righteous man. A person who is cruel to an animal is cruel to one of God's creatures, one of God's creation. So the righteous man regards the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He that tills his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he who... Follows vain persons is void of understanding. So if you're just sitting around town following vain persons, leaving your field go, you're void of understanding. But if you're out there working in your field, you're going to be satisfied with bread. The wicked desires the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Remember, instruct a fool, he'll hate you. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is presently known. They just spout off their mouths. They, they just, you know, they let you know that they don't appreciate that. I'm not, you know, and they you presently know the fool's wrath. He doesn't try to hide it. But a prudent man covereth shame. The prudent man Ah, oh, let it go. But <laughs> the fool's wrath is presently known. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. 18. There is that which speaks like the piercing of the sword. People can cut you to shreds, With their words Words can be devastating So cutting God help us Not to have a sharp tongue God help us not to use our tongue Like a sword to cut people But rather May our words be a balm A healing agent A comfort Lifting up one another If you use your tongue as a cutting instrument If you use your tongue to destroy others Then people are going to seek to defend themselves And what you dish out is going to come back to you People are going to start cutting you and chopping you If you're always chopping others But if you will speak well of others and speak well to others, and it's just as easy to compliment a person as it is to cut them down. And there's probably just as much to be commended as there is to be condemned in any of us. There is another proverb. There is so much bad in the best of us and so much good in the worst of us that it ill behooves any of us to talk of another. My words can be used to build up. My words can be used to tear down. It seems that there are two types of people in the world, those who are building up, those who are tearing down. Now, when you're looking for a friend, Which kind do you look for? You are drawn to and you look for the person who is constantly building up. You don't like to be around a person who's constantly tearing you down. You avoid them like the plague. But a person who is kind, a person who is gentle, a person who is complimentary, you enjoy being around those kind of people. So there are those who speak and their words are like the piercings of the sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. It's building, it's edifying. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Truth will endure. A lie might serve for a moment, but you'll get caught. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. There shall no evil happen to the just. Now that is in the final judgment, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Now, there are many things that are an abomination to the Lord, and you should take your concordance and run this word abomination and find out how many things are an abomination to the Lord. Proud look, it's an abomination to the Lord. A lying tongue, a false balance, these things are an abomination to God. Now, I surely don't want to be doing anything that's an abomination to God. I don't want to find my life an abomination unto him. So it would be wise to follow this through in your concordance and find out how many things and what things are an abomination to God so that you can avoid them. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims his foolishness. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under taxes. Heaviness in the heart of a man makes it stoop, but a good word makes it glad. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. The slothful man, or the lazy man, does not roast That which he killed when he was hunting But the substance of a diligent man is precious The Bible more or less condemns the hunting For just the joy of hunting Hunting to eat, yes But the slothful man Doesn't roast that which he took hunting In the way of righteousness is life And in the pathway thereof There is no death. Now, Jesus said, he who lives and believes in me shall never die. Here we are told, in the way of righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Then how do we explain what happens to those who live and believe in Jesus Christ who have lived a righteous life? If, Jesus said, he who lives and believes in me shall never die, I must accept that, that that is true. Then if they have not died, what has happened to them? Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, For we know that when this earthly tent, our body, is dissolved, we have a building of God that is not made with hands, that is eternal in the heavens. So then, we who are living in these bodies do often groan, earnestly desiring to be freed from these bodies, not that we would be an unembodied spirit, but that we might be clothed upon with the body which is from heaven. For we know that as long as we are living and are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord but we would choose rather to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord. There is no death. What is there? There is a metamorphosis, a change of body, where my spirit moves from this tent into what Jesus said was a mansion. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So, one day my spirit is going to be freed from this tent, from this house. And it will move into a new building that God has been preparing for me a building of God that is not made with hands, that is eternal in the heavens. And even as God designed this body to exist upon the planet earth and to exist within the environmental aspects that are on the planet earth, so God has made another body for me that is designed for the environmental conditions of heaven. This body is not made as an eternal dwelling place. This body is decaying. The tent is getting old, getting ragged, beginning to leak. So we who are in these tents do often groan, earnestly desiring to move out, tired of trying to patch it, keep it clean. Move into that new building of God. What a contrast. Not made with hands, eternal in the heavens the new body I have is a permanent model and even as I've borne the image of the earth and have been earthy I'm going to bear the image of the heavens my new model I can hardly wait to see the new model I'm interested in all the gadgets that it must have (laughs) so far superior to this and yet this body is not to degrade this the body is a marvelous instrument Absolutely phenomenal. All of the capacities that God has built into the human body. But yet, that new model that God has for me, vastly superior. This model in which I'm living is designed and restricted to one place the earth and the environs around the earth. The new model, take it anywhere if I want to go sit on the sun for a while. (laughs) Surely God can design a body that could exist on the sun. There, There would really be no bigger problems in designing a body to exist on the sun than there would be to design one to exist on the earth. After all, he's the master designer. The new body, building of God, eternal in the heavens. So, there is no debt. It's wrong to say of a Christian, oh, he died last week. You should rather say, oh, he moved last week. Didn't you hear? (laughs) He moved out of that crummy old tent. He's living now in a beautiful new mansion. A building of God not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. In the 13th chapter of Proverbs, there is a continuation of the contrasting of the righteous with the wicked, the wise and the scorner, the transgressor and the good man. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scorner does not listen to rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keeps his mouth keeps his life, but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Righteousness keeps him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. There are those that seem to be rich, and yet they have nothing. There are those that seem to be poor, yet they have great riches. That's because true riches are not measured in material things. True riches have a standard in spirituality, in the eternal. Your true riches are those that you'll possess five minutes after you're dead. Now, a lot of people have been awfully rich in life, but five minutes after they're dead, they're going to be absolute paupers. They'll have absolutely nothing.
0: We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 11 through 13 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org.
1: upon your life, to guide, to strengthen, to bless. May the Lord be with you. May he minister to your life in such a way that you'll be very conscious of the presence of God. May he just burst upon the scene, And may you just recognize his nearness and his grace and his love and just be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. May the Lord bless, watch over, and keep you through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. It's with great honor that the Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's book
1: entitled Prayer, Our Glorious Privilege. With great clarity, Pastor Chuck masterfully taught the principles of praying to God our Father and emphasized the power that belongs to each one of us when we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide and nurture our prayer lives. I want to encourage you, To pick up a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, Prayer, Our Glorious Privilege, and study it to put these biblical principles into practice. Read this book and come to the most amazing realization that prayer is the most potent weapon in your spiritual arsenal. And use it with great promise and hope. For when you begin a life of prayer, you begin a great adventure. To order a copy of this book in print or to download a digital copy, please visit thewordfortoday.org or call The Word for Today at 800-272-9673.